It's Monday. It's morning. And it's macabre. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, ladies and gentle bubbies. Uh, hear another ye, week. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Me and Scones just got back from a little Renaissance fair because we've got too many cool things in our lives. Yeah, the demographic was skewing too much towards jock, so we yeah, had we to... had to bring it back with the Renaissance Fair. We needed some, uh, some, some steins and some. Uh, we were in our tightest corsets, of course. I saw a guy eat mud. We saw a guy eat mud. We saw a mud eat a guy, which was cool. Yeah, it growled. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a good time. We we there were swords. There was we threw knives. There was an obscene amount of hornets. There like were so many hornets. So many fucking hornets. Like the bug. Like, like the yeah, actual the, the, insect. The things that the you don't want around you. Everywhere. Yeah. There were so many Charlotte Hornets players. Yes. It was obscene. Terry Rozier was there. I was like, whoa, you're back. <laughs> and he's like, duh. Gordon Hayward. I was like, whoa, you're back. And I was <laughs> like, like, wow, a lot of Celtics players are <laughs> on the Hornets now. Um, so yeah, it was a really good time. NBD guys, go to a Ren Fair. Go to a Ren Fair. Is that? <laughs> is that the if I don't have enough time, you call it just Renfair? Yeah, Renfair. You've it. never you've never heard Renfair before? No. Really? This was my first Renfair as well. Oh, so yes. maybe I so wasn't that's in why. the know. Yeah. Um again, too jock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too too morning too much motorcycles and women. Not enough yes. not enough Renaissance fair. I can I a jukebox, I can just fix it with a yeah, one he just tap. smacks it. Smacks it to life. Uh, hey everybody! Welcome back to another week of Monday Morning Macabre, the show where we scones and Darcy. I am Darcy. That is scones. We talk about some spooky, ooky, ooky, spookies. She you. And we've just finished our three-part series on the global climate crisis, and today, and boy is it spooky! <laughs> boy is it fucking terrifying! Um. No, we finished our three-part series on the uh, satanic cult killings in Fall River Kid. And now we're moving on. Yeah, we got our dunks, got a pack of parliaments. Yeah. we <laughs> Ordered a Cruella. <laughs> 8 a.m. And, and uh, got out of there. Got the fuck out of there, kid. So now we're, we're moving on to a new world, a whole new world, if you will. A new topic, a new, a new uh, spooky concept album that we're putting together for you, the listener. I like it. Is it like a, a, a poem, like Lemonade? Beyonce's Lemonade. That's a poem? Well, like the whole album, I think it's supposed to be like a, a poem. Oh, and I, like a I've never listened to, for to, it. To, to the album, so I don't. Me neither, but I watched. Um, <laughs> but I love the, E! News. No, but I do love uh, Lonely Island's uh, Bash Brothers on Netflix, and it's kind of playing on oh, Beyonce's Lemonade. Okay. So that's how I know about it. Hey, everybody. Slings, slinging dingers. <laughs> Slong and dongers. Uh, yeah, so this week I'm going to be bringing the spooky sp- spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. And uh, Scones, to give you a little preface of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, I found, preface me. I found what we're going to discuss today by Googling Carl Tanzler and then finding the people who searched for this also searched for it. <laughs> Paul Paul in the threads. <laughs> That's good journalism. Yeah, and I was like, ooh, this is smart. I'm a big brain right now. You're connecting dots. You're a detective. Yeah, so I was like, oh, we'll find some other super fucked up people. 
And boy, did I ever. So, today, Scones, I'm going to be talking to you, Mr. Scones, about the chilling true story of Charles Starkweather, the teenage serial killer who terrorized America's heartland. Hey, band. Band. Get off your butts, your skeleton, your your little bony butts, and start playing a tune. Spin us a little ditty. Jack and Diane, which is this kind of like Jack and Diane. Actually, this Ooh. is this is very um um oh my god, what is like the most famous duo of male female Bonnie and Clyde? Bonnie and Clyde, thank you. <laughs> cool Ranch and Dorito and other Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> cool Ranch and the Red Bag. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> Nacho cheese. Cool Ranch and Mountain Dew. Yeah. Oh, there you go. X. Have you seen? Did you see that picture online of like the Xbox, like how to fix the red ring of death? It's like an Xbox and a pentagram made out of like controller wires, and then it's like Mountain Dew and (laughs) Doritos, like in the (laughs) like on the five corners. Anyway, amazing. That's the content you come here for, everybody. Me to poorly explain an image I saw on the internet. Um, Great medium for that. (laughs) It's perfect. Podcasting was invented for it. So, yeah, this is a a story of two teens who went on a 11-person killing spree in the 1950s. That's a lot. That's the double double digits. Yeah, they hit double digits. And so they get a plaque from YouTube. Uh and it's uh it's it gets pretty grisly. So, let's jump into it. This is an all that's interesting article by Marco Margaritas, which is inject all that's interesting into my veins. Yes, your weekly intravenous, all that's intravenous, ATI. So, for two months in 1958, 19-year-old Charles Starkweather and his 14-year-old girlfriend Kareel. Wow, (laughs) Kareel. It's Carol. Kareel's a sick name. I don't know why I said Kareel. It's like the Skimpia skit. Sounds like an 80s basketball star. Yeah. Kareel Abdul-Jabbar embarked on a killing spree. <laughs> no, Carol Ann Fugate embarked on a killing spree across Nebraska and Wyoming that left, that left 11 dead. He was probably the most notorious spree killer of the 1950s, and he was just a teenager. In the winter of 1958, 19-year-old Charles Starkweather killed his way across Nebraska and Wyoming, taking 11 lives with him in brutal fashion. In tow was his 14-year-old girlfriend and alleged accomplice, Carol Ann Fugate. Who's wait, so fa- how, wait, say again, how old is he? He's 19. Ew. Yeah, that's an ew, that's an ew difference in age. That's an ew for me, dog. <laughs> and Scones is going to hit the big red X on this America's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving him the golden buzzer, baby. Oh, my chair's uh, not turning around. <laughs> uh, I'm not giving him the golden buzzer. In tow was his 14-year-old girlfriend and alleged accomplice, Carol Ann Fugate, whose family Starkweather killed before they embarked on their crime spree. But how did this seemingly ordinary all-American teen go from a heartland boy (laughs) to a monstrous murderer? He was the captain of the baseball team. (laughs) And then he smoked pot. Yeah. Just him, like, killing He stopped showing up for his paper (laughs) route. (laughs) 
you're acting different now. <laughs> That's his dog. melted dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you don't you're not the same when you're high. <laughs> um so Charles Starkweather was trouble from the start. The third child of third child, the third rock from the sun, Charles Starkweather Ooh. was born on November 24th, 1938, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Though he had a quote, solidly middle class life. His father, a carpenter by trade, went through bouts of unemployment due to his crippling rheumatoid arthritis. To keep the family afloat during these periods, Helen Starkweather worked as a waitress. While Starkweather might have had fond memories of his family, the same could not be said of his school experience. Because he was slightly bow-legged and he had a stutter, he was bullied mercilessly. Don't be bow-legged. If you're listening and you're bow-legged, don't be. The message isn't don't bully. It's don't be bow Yeah, 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 yeah. Become unbullyable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a... Don't, get don't a, kill the cringe. <laughs> kill the part that cringes. <laughs> In fact, he was so badly taunted that as he grew older and stronger, he found a physical outlet in the gym where he channeled his ever-growing rage. So basically every single meathead dude. Yeah, us, the jocks. Yeah, right? us. Get it. So, yeah, us with our steroids and our wicked big arms. By the time he was a teenager, Charles Starkweather was little more than a powder keg waiting for a spark. Around this, that was also how I was described in high school. Um, <laughs> except that spark was drama. Um, around this time, he was introduced to the iconic actor James Dean and connected with the social outcast personality that he represented. So he's basically the first I'm going to teleport behind you guy. He also sounds like like every group of like um like middle america yeah he's like, literally the entirety like, of illinois kids <laughs> yeah but d james dean if kids watch him if kids watch him <laughs> they're gonna go on 11 person motor sprees and he's like that's not a bad idea man <laughs> rebel without a cause no rebel. yeah he's definitely the 50s or whatever version of like the yeah, kids the edgy fucking go nuts man. and dress up like the Heath Ledger Joker or whatever. Yeah, exactly. He's, they, he lives in a society for sure. Yes. So but... eventually, <laughs> eventually Starkweather dropped out of high school and took a job at the newspaper warehouse to pay his bills. It was while working at this job he met Carol Ann Fugate. Charles Starkweather was 18 when he met 13-year-old Carol Ann Fugate in 1956. So that's that's yikes number one, followed up by yikes number two, which is They'd been introduced by Starkweather's ex, who was Fugate's older sister. So that's d- d- like, d- double yikes. That's a d- 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 double yikes. That's a Monday morning macabre double yikes. Well, the Monday morning macabre double yikes award goes to Mr. Charles Starkweather for dating his girlfriend's sister. Not cool. Not cool. Uh, we're trying to get into oh, morning my. radio. <laughs> trying to get into morning drive time radio, guys. If you know any stations that are looking for people, let us know. Uh, back to you with the weather. So, Starkweather's relationship... Starkweather. Yeah. Ooh, shut up. <laughs> Starkweather's relationship with Fugate was arguably predatory in nature. I don't think it's arguably. I think it's pretty straight up predatory I think in by nature. by all standards, it's pretty predatory. Yeah, it's that's like... Yeah, it's... Pr- given that the age of... Con- given that the wow, age of consent... <laughs> Given that the age of consent in Nebraska, both then and now, is 16 years old. So not not arguably predatory. That's, that is, by law, by law and definition, predatory. And culture. 
This means that any physicality between the two, however consensual, could be considered statutory rape under the law. The legality of the relationship aside, Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Fugate quickly became close. Starkweather reportedly taught her how to drive with his father's car. When she crashed it, a fight between the Starkweathers ensued, which ended in Charles' banishment from the family home. So Sounds like he's a shitty driver. I was about to say, he's not a great teacher. He then, it's like that, I, I just think like Bob's Burgers episode when he, uh, when <laughs> Tina. Tina's in the car. Yeah, it, she's like, uh. <laughs> Tina, Tina, just stop. Just turn the <laughs> car. <laughs> uh, he then took up a job as a garbage collector. During pickups, he'd plot out robberies on homes, but his real criminal streak began when he committed his first murder the following year. So this is something that like I find interesting is that these are just bad apples. I have never once thought, how would I best rob this home? Like, that's just something it's, he's casually doing as he's cleaning up trash. It's one of I, those horrific situations where two equally insane people come yeah. together and find each other. Yeah, it's like uh it's like peanut butter and jelly, but but not yeah. great. <laughs> Yeah, perfect yeah, left, analogy. Left Moving twigs on. and right twigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oompa and Loompa. Apple and the cinnamon. <laughs> He's wait. I thought they were rivals though. I I ugh, cereals shit changed so much. Learn the expanded up. universe. Baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the crime spree of Charles Starkweather and Caroline Fugate. On November thirtieth, nineteen fifty-seven. Starkweather tried to purchase a stuffed animal from a local gas station on credit, which is Wild weird. move. I, yeah, <laughs> what, what's super weird. When the young attendant refused, Starkweather robbed him at gunpoint and then took him out into the woods where he shot him in the head. It's kind of an over-exaggeration. Could have just taken the bear and left. Did he even take the bear after, you think? Yeah, he probably did. And he probably was like some piece, like a garbage person who's like, I named him Bang Bang or like some dumb... Yeah. Um, or like the attendant's name. Yeah, right. So, well, that's fucked. So, yeah, it looks so, like he was cruising to kill anyway. Yeah, he's. I don't just, think. I don't think the bears would trigger it. I think right. He was yeah, he wasn't like. To, what do you mean you won't let it take me on my word? For <laughs> this credit. is the last straw. Yeah. So his next murder was even grislier, and it set off a chain of events that eventually led to his seat in the electric chair. On January twenty first, nineteen fifty eight, Starkweather went to call on Carol Ann Fugate at her home where he was confronted by Fugate's mother and stepfather. They reportedly told him to stay away from their daughter, and in response, Starkweather fatally shot both of them. Okay. Seems... Bang, bang? Yeah, that's... Parents... Parents gone. This this part really I do not like to read, so... Heads up, people. Oh, It's no. sad. Uh, I he, have to hear it. He then strangled and stabbed Fugate's two-year-old half-sister to death. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Oh. Fugate's, particip- yeah. Fugate's participation in this grisly murder is still up for debate. While she has insisted both then and now that she wasn't a willing participant, but rather Starkweather's hostage, Starkweather has insisted otherwise. Regardless of whether she... A- participated in the murders of her own family, willingly or otherwise, what is clear is that she was present throughout Starkweather's subsequent murder spree that lasted throughout the month of January 1958. After murdering Fugate's family, the two camped out in her house for a few days. With a sign on the front door window that cautioned visitors not to come in because they were all, quote, sick with the flu. After he felt they diverted any suspicion, 
Starkweather took Carol Ann to her family friends, 70-year-old August Mayer, and shot both him and his dog with a shotgun. Why? It's like, what? I don't know. It's Absolute just, rampage. Yeah, just, like, got, just lost his goddamn mind. Uh, Starkweather then attempted to flee the area with Fugate in tow, but when he drove their car into the mud, two teenagers, Robert Jensen and Carol King, stopped to help. He rewarded their uh, generosity. No. Yeah, it's it's sad. He rewarded their generosity by shooting Jensen to death. He then attempted and failed uh, to sexually assault King before he shot her to death as well. Stark Starkweather would later claim that Fugate shot King to death. Fugate categorically denied the accusation. Their next stop was at the home of industrialist C. Lauer Ward. What? After, I uh, it's just a guy. I don't know. No, but they, they're not going to like. I, yeah, I don't know how. House? Yeah, at this point now, it's just like. Let's, what's the? What's, how do they know them? What's the chain of events here? So they okay. So he kills the gas station attendant, attendant, which kind of kicks everything off. Uh, right. He goes to his girlfriend's house, kills her entire family because. Right. I and then now they're both together, and then he they're they're trying to escape. Uh, they start fleeing, but then they get their car stuck in the mud kill two passerbys who help them out of the mud. Right. That's where we're at now. I don't know but why. It's the, it's the jump to the industrialist that I don't Yeah, understand. I don't I don't know why. It's like, and next we'll get a fireman and then a scientist. Yeah. I don't, He's like, <laughs> I, yeah, a that weird part, bingo board. I, yeah, exactly. It's, I, it's, I do not have an explanation, but that said, so he goes to the home of the industrialist. He stabs his maid, Lillian Finkel, to death, and then Starkweather kills the family dog, then stabs Ward's wife, Clara, to death when she came home. He finished up by fatally shooting C. Lauer Ward. They robbed the house and haphazardly searched for a new getaway vehicle. Oh, the money. Yeah, the money. Okay. It's all adding up now. That's Although when they the came... dog part's uncalled Yeah, I don't, I don't... They keep killing the dogs, which is sad. Uh, I mean, it's all sad, but like I mean, yeah, the yeah, dog, yeah. like yeah. dog's not calling the cops on you, right? And if he is, that's the most amazing dog. He needs to live. Yeah, yeah, that's like <laughs> Airbud level. Um, that's when they came upon Merle Collison sleeping in his Buick just outside of Douglas, Wyoming. To get his car, the pair fatally shot and killed him. But while Starkweather claimed that Fugate was the one who pulled the trigger, Fugate again steadfastly denied killing Collison or anyone else for that matter. Collison's Buick had a brake mechanism that was unfamiliar to Charles Starkweather, and as a result, the car the car stalled when he tried to drive away. A passing motorist, Joe Sprinkle, stopped to try to help. Oh no, Joe! I, I know we're losing we're losing Mr. Sprinkles. Uh, he stopped to try to help, and an altercation ensued. When Starkweather threatened Sprinkle with a gun, Natrona County Sheriff De- Deputy William Romer showed up. Upon seeing the deputy, Fugate ran to him and identified Starkweather as the murderer. Starkweather roped her into a high-speed chase with the deputies, but Starkweather pulled over when one of the cop's bullets shattered his windshield and cut his ear. What a shot. There's a quote here of the arresting officer that says, He thought he was bleeding to death. That's why he stopped. That's the kind of yellow son of a bitch he is. So kind of absolute dumbass yeah. thinks his ear is going to bleed out. So he is now in custody. The murder spree is over, thankfully. We got him. Ladies and gentlemen. 
We got him. Charles Starkweather was <laughs> Charles Starkweather was arrested and brought up only on one charge of first degree murder for Robert Jensen. At the time, Starkweather willingly chose to ex- to be extradited from Wyoming to Nebraska because he believed incorrectly that prosecutors wouldn't seek the death penalty because the governor at the time was against execution. But that governor changed his tune specifically for Starkweather. <laughs> psych. Yeah, he got fucking, he got that psyched was the, so the hard. the ultimate psych in history. Yeah. At trial, Starkweather changed his story several, several times. First, he said Fugate wasn't there at all. Then he said she was a willing participant. At one point, his lawyers tried to argue that he was legally insane, which is such a classic fucking move. Also, like, true. <laughs> also, like, not that far up. Um... Yeah, so that fails. The jury bought none of it, and he was ultimately convicted of murder and sentenced to death. Before his execution, Starkweather claimed Fugate should meet the same fate, which is fuck you. The state of Nebraska carried out his execution, death via the electric chair, on June 25, 1959. He was buried in Wyuka Cemetery in Lincoln, Nebraska, where five of his victims were also buried, which I would be like, can we not do that? Can we? Yeah, can, can you like right. throw his body in a river yeah, and can not his talk fam- about him ever? <laughs> right. Can the families of the deceased like go to the pl- their resting place without having to think about the guy because his headstone's right there? Um, also, fun fact, this is the last use of the electric chair until uh, I believe it's 99 or 90 in uh, the state. Why? I don't know. Just like another method, and then in '99, someone was like, or maybe, maybe, chair. maybe I'm wrong about. It might just be uh, execution in general. It might not just be electric. Oh, uh, okay. So, so Carol Ann Fugate. Wait, go okay. ahead. I was gonna ask if we find out any more evidence on Carol Ann Fugate, but you were. It sounded like you were about to say something. <laughs> yeah. So, Carol Ann Fugate's story, however, ended a little differently. Throughout her trial, she maintained that she was Starkweather's hostage and that he threatened to kill her family if she didn't follow him. Bro. What? Didn't he already uh, kill your family? Yeah, not knowing he had already killed her parents. She added that she was too terrified to run away while he drove her around on his killing spree. The judge ruled that she had ample opportunity to escape and gave her a life sentence on November 21st, 1958. Yeah, Gotteroni and cheese. Uh... She was the youngest person in American history to be tried for first-degree murder at the time. Wow. Yeah. Who's the youngest now? Is it, like, the Slenderman girl? <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. Genuine question. <laughs> uh, Slenderman girl, can you let us know? I really hope she's not a listener. Our listeners are some of the most wonderful, amazing people around, uh, be- and she's not up to our Beautiful standards. people, baby. Fugate was paroled on good behavior after 18 years married, and changed her name to Carol Ann Clare. In February 2020, Clare, who is 76 years old as of this writing, attempted to get a pardon from the Nebraska Pardons Court, or Pardons Board, but her request was denied. Though it's been more than 50 years since the infamous Starkweather murders, his name and infamy lives on in books, songs, and films to this day. Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska is based on the murders, and Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire references the Starkweather homicide. The Brad Pitt-Juliette Lewis film California is based on the Starkweather murders and is Oliver Stone's Natural Born Killers and Terrence Malick's uh, 1973 film Badlands. So those are all based on Starkweather murders. Natural Born Killers, wow. 
Yeah. NBK. I didn't realize, like, yeah, this is influential in American culture. Yeah, I mean, 58, like, right at the time when it would really become a, a huge, like, right when media was, like, covering the... The grizzly stuff. <laughs> yeah. So the article wraps up with, More than anything else, however, the crimes of Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Fugate shattered the ideal of an innocent era in America's heartland. Bum, 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 bum. It would be really shitty if Carol Ann Fugate was telling the truth and imagine just getting brought yeah. like hostage and a guy kills your family and then you get blamed for like it would as be. much of it. Um, But yeah, I mean, it sounds like she was kind of participating. <laughs> Based on the fact that, like, they're in her house for multiple days after he killed her entire family. And at some point, it sounds like she, they had evidence that she had a gun. Right. Yeah. So there's, it's, I don't know. It's tough. I th- In my head, I think she's, I mean, it's also hard because she's literally 14 years old at the time. And, like, oh, God. How, yeah. How do you even, like, how do you judge how she reacts when she's, you know, what I mean, right. So like, I, cause I could barely the fucking walk and talk. At Especially the same time. in 1958, where like, yeah, there's right. nothing to desensitize her. Yeah. To this. Right. So <laughs> there aren't wicked good podcasts out there. <laughs> yeah, there aren't fucking sick podcasts. Who so get sick, dude. Your jocks so come dull, down to dude, nerd jocks, <laughs> Yeah. Jocks talk about fucking smoking parliaments, dude. Um. So yeah, that's tough. I don't. You know. Who fucking knows? But. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what a good response some good ass uh, investigative care. journalism right there who fucking whatever bro they're all dead now who cares you, Jesus. you figure it out um, so yeah that's Charles Starkweather uh, one of the oh, like first kind of integral killing sprees and uh, uh, integral to like the whole kind of investigating and researching like mental health and like there's been a lot of investigations into like why the fuck what happened like why how yeah how like, do people there, just i think there's probably way more to the story than we know right so it's it's kind of like a, a classic case in you know mental health research and stuff of like hey why did this 19 year old just go kill 11 people yeah his life growing up probably was not well, yeah, Great. and as mentioned in the article, I mean, he was severely bullied, which is classic. Um, I but mean, I bet prob- his home life was fucked. Yeah, probably. So, raise your kids. Hug your hug your. Yeah, raise kids. your kids, dude. Raise your goddamn kids. If you're having kids, so just raise your raise kids them. if you are cool. <laughs> raise your kids in the year. If you don't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's today's episode, ladies and germs. We got all the things you could ever dream of on our website, mondaymorningmacabre.com, where we make your dreams come true. Yep. That's, that's the a guarantee. Line. That's the sling and dingers guarantee. Oh, lawyers are looking at me saying, don't say that, but <laughs> already said it. And wow. it's true. The bad boys of podcasting, as always. BBs of PCs. And, uh, you know, check out our, our Instagram, Monday Morning Macabre, Twitter, MM Macabre Pod. Spread the word of Macabre, guys. 
We love seeing those little numbers get higher because we're humans and we're dumb. So keep and doing that. we love that. listener suggestions. So if you have a topic that we haven't covered yet, yeah, let we us got know. Yeah, we got a few in the hopper. So if you guys got some more, send hopper. us. And, uh, the hopper's full? Hopper's getting up there, baby. Sheesh. So we got a, we got a, sheesh, got to hop on that. And um, if you, uh, if you want to comment something under this to let us know that you made it through the entire podcast, just write, Sheesh. in the comments and uh, <laughs> apart from that have a good Monday boy boy <laughs>